Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry, industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, otherwise known as the restaurant guy. And thank you for that kind introduction, Jimmy. Uh, and to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We are at the intersection of hospitality, food service, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, we are doing it all. You know what? I got. I, li- I like it. And I got to say, I think you're sneaking a few things in there, but it's all good. We're, we're legitimately doing those things. But today, Shatsy, today we're excited to bring you a special episode of The Hangout live from the Restaurant Fr- uh, Franchising and Innovation Summit in Nashville. 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 What do you think, Shatsy? How do you like Nashville? I got to loving Nashville, loving the country music. I'm not a big country music guy, but I got to tell you, I'm loving the country music. I'm loving the dry the dry barbecue? Dry barbecue. We had some dry barbecue it's yesterday. I never had the dry barbecue. You could have had it. And I got to tell you, we're going to talk barbecue because we got a great guest right now. We're gonna have, I think someone who knows a little about barbecue. I, I, I think you are correct. So with that in mind, you know, we, 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 we let's get right into it with our first guest today, Laura Dickey, CEO. Royalty in the Royalty restaurant world, Dickey's Barbecue Pit. This is an honor and a privilege. We've met a number of your colleagues over the years, but now we get to uh, work with the CEO. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Laura, what is it like? to be back at RFIS. It is great. Thanks y'all so much for having me. It is wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be in Nashville. That is part of barbecue country, so I feel right at home. But the show is great. I mean, it is one of my favorite shows. You have so much good technology. You have so many great folks that are really focused on the innovation. I think that's what makes the show exciting because everybody comes to talk about what they're doing and what they have planned and that's always just a really fun exciting thing to see it is it is i gotta tell you we are at the grand hyatt nashville i gotta tell you i don't know if this is a new hotel or not but i gotta tell you it is set up well for a conference they got plugs everywhere they got usbs everywhere a lot of seating areas really great so so let me tell you laura you were a presenter today i was you were a presenter on the morning panel um data drivers decisions how to queue up data to drive marketing decisions. Can you share a couple of uh, take-homes from your discussion for those who couldn't make it? Absolutely. Hopefully, almost everything that everybody is doing in the restaurant is now driven by data. And as y'all know so much about the restaurant industry, you have more data, more software, more innovation. I mean, it's just compounded and compounded and compounded that you have as much technology in a restaurant now as you do food. Right. It's, it's, and, I got to tell you, it's incredible. And it is you are what, right. It's what the folks expect, but that really does nothing for you. All of that software, all that disparate information, if you can't pull it in one place, one central, simple data platform that is easy to access, it's the same across the organization that you've pulled out all the noise from all your different data sets, all your different third party vendors, all right. your different marketing, all your different ad spend, your POS. You've got to be able to pull it in clean the data and present it back in a way that is simple and actionable. If you can do that with your data, then you're not drowning in that data lake. You can really use that data to drive the business forward. So let's talk a little about Dickies. How many stores does Dickies have these days? We have over 550 barbecue restaurants. Is that breaking news, Jimmy? 550 Dickies barbecues? 
think we knew that. But okay, okay, we, I mean, it's not breaking news. We knew that. We knew we they had a lot, a lot of barbecue. A lot of barbecue. A lot of barbecue. barbecue. So you have 550 <laughs> Dickies barbecues. Give us a little sense of what kind of tech are you using to bring in all this data? What are you doing? How are you doing it? So we built our own platform. We did that 10 years ago. So we have Smokestacks. Um, appropriately named. Appropriate name, yes. And it really is what we call our barbecue operations service center. It pulls all the data in from all those different pieces and parts. Now, if I wasn't doing it in-house, if we hadn't built that ourselves, I would use somebody like Par, for example, um, or uh, now, part of the POS company. Yes. Some people, people. Good people. I know Par, but the, our listeners might not know Par. We have four Our listeners. We have four no. listeners now. No. We have more than four now. We have four, five <laughs> listeners. Well, not including us. Yeah. Eight. Including us. Eight. And I say that with great respect because we, we build all our own technology. We have a, an in-house technology company, Spark Tech, that we started with data. We Is have that breaking own, news? You know, it, uh, hopefully in the restaurant. <laughs> but, uh, but we build it all ourselves. We pull it in all ourselves. We have our own POS, our own loyalty. We do all that. But if I wasn't doing it in-house, I would look for a partner like that. Like Par Brink. Yes. Good people over there. And they are definitely a, a top top of the line point of sale. And especially if you're, if you're growing leaps and bounds like you guys are, that's definitely the way to go. So here at the show, we're in Nashville. What companies, I mean, you walk the show a little bit. You've been to the expo. What are you seeing that's exciting? What are you seeing? What's, what is, what's the buzz around? Well, it, some of the most interesting things to me is the seamless payment. So everybody talks about kind of the controversial part of third-party vendors, right? They're here to stay in the industry. Yes. I'm just going to say it. Even as I think we're probably moving towards that recession, it's not formally announced, but, but it'll be there. They're your least price-sensitive guests, right? So they're on third-party platforms. But a lot of the industry doesn't embrace that. What I love to see is different ways that the rest of um, our restaurant, online ordering, app, those sorts of things can find parity with third party, and that's through seamless pay. So I've loved checking out each of those vendors that can pull in some of the reasons I think folks gravitate towards that third party vendor. It's stored, it's personal. It's easy. It's very easy. So find parity there. I think one of the first easiest ways to do that is to find a, a one a one checkout stop that that really just seamless pay partner. It makes a lot of sense. And as an operator of over five hundred and fifty stores, and which which generation are you in the Dickies chain of royalty? Well, I am technically third generation, but I am married in actually. Married in is that breaking news? I, I don't know if that's breaking news, but I gotta say, definitely counts. My wife would say married and counts. Yeah, married and counts. Absolutely. You're picking your royalty as far as I'm, as far as this podcast is concerned, you are royalty in the restaurant yes. world. As an operator, coming to this show, what have you learned so far? Is there anything you've learned, anything that you didn't know when you came in that you know now? I Outside of that, you'll never do this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 great. I, I think that it's been refreshing to see and have validated uh, that everyone is having the same challenges. And there's sometimes those things to see how everyone has their own approach to dealing with some of the same pain points, specifically uh, vendor supply chain challenges. And we're all, uh, you know, I've learned from those in the industry that are attacking that challenge differently than we are, but we all have the same challenges. So that's been really great. We always say, Jimmy, yeah. you ask an operator, what are your top five challenges? They're all going to probably say the same ones, maybe a slightly different order, probably the same challenges. Absolutely. 
No, I agree. This is the most one of the most fragmented industries I've ever seen. And yet, to your point, both your points, whether right now labor is, is causing issues. You talked about the on the off premise and solving for uh, making it a better experience for the guest and one that it still creates value for the operator. So I agree. Um, same set of challenges, people approaching it a little differently. So I have to ask, what what is new at Dickies? You guys are making things happen. Um, can you share a little bit to, with our listeners of what's going on? What's new? Sure. I, we have added several virtual concepts. Ah, another another buzzword: virtual mm-hmm. concepts. Let's talk about that. So we have done that, and we have we are now also uh, moving those back to the brick and mortar, a little bit different than how some people evolve. Uh, but that's been great for us. So we have that as a very voluntary uh, option for our folks that wanted that were already in the system that wanted to add additional revenue streams. You know, very 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 easy to do. When you're already there and they have done so well that we have those existing operators that are saying great now let's let's expand let's what kind of brands them. can you give us some names give us some uh what are we talking about wing boss so oh. that wing boss yes i like it and it is those are great pit smoked wings and that is our unique spin everything that we're doing in our concepts is pit based gotta have a little barbecue so you have the barbecue there yep. so we have wing boss with our pit smoked wings we have big deal burger which is pit smoked burgers I mean, it's it's smoked burgers. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. It has this wonderful barbecue flavor to the burger, the patty, and it is stacked up and it is big and it's Can awesome. I get bacon on that? That's what can you, I get bacon? You absolutely can. You can, can be, get is it smoked bacon on that? Anything. <laughs> All right. As long as smoked bacon, bacon on that, I'll take that. I like the burger. I like the I'm burger. I'm a single meat guy. Really? You don't want to mix meats? I'm a mixed meat. Single meat. But don't get me wrong. Love a burger. I also love bacon, egg, and cheese. Sorry. Um, yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese. But one meat at a time. One, one meat, meat at a time. All right. Just just. Category of TMI, but I'm just sharing it. Um, you just mentioned Wing Boss, and you talked about how you're bringing it from virtual to brick and mortar, and that is usually the other way around. And how is the experience going? It's great. I, it has been so exciting for the operators. So we pulled this in when we had challenges in the pandemic to, again, add revenue streams, add opportunities, just increase market share and share of wallet without huge capital investments. And then again, we have had such a great response. Our third concept, because we have three, is trailer birds. It's actually hot chicken. And it's hot chicken. And it is pit smoked hot chicken. Are we in the right town for hot chicken? It is awesome. We're in the right town for hot Absolutely. chicken, right? Is it Nashville hot? That's hot. It is. It's Nashville hot. Look at that trail. I like that. It's Texas hot. But we're in Nashville, so I got a little plug to Nashville. You want to give a plug to Hyatt. Cool it, Chats. Oh, yeah. Never about Hyatt. You want to give a shout to Hyatt. Hyatt. Yeah. Brand Hyatt. last segment was Hyatt. And by the way, we are loving you, Hyatt. We are loving you. We just got an extra 25,000 uh, loyalty points in our Hyatt account. Hey, way to go, Hyatt, for that mention. Well, I love Hyatt, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from your panel, there's no question that you clearly understand uh, the value and the and embracement of data. Um, can you just share a little bit maybe the role data is playing? Uh, at Dickies? It drives our decisions. So we take data and we look at every 15 minutes what's happening with our sales, what's moving, what's not moving. We adjust our afternoon media, digital media buy based on what happens when a store opens in the market. So we're driving everything through data. We talk through sentiment analysis with our guests all the time. Really, what are their care abouts? One of those interesting things that, that has come about recently is folks have always wanted us to be you know, authentic, third generation, you know, it just really works for us. What was interesting to see through data is this uh, really new concern about safety. 
security and food. That makes total sense, right? Right, sure. That's changed how we've done our packaging. Well, I was going to say, you, you see those uh, those TikToks and you see a guy, you know, driving the food over your house. He's reaching his hands in there and grabbing uh, your French fries or taking a bite of your burger and then putting it back. I thought you took that video down of me. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> Make one mistake. You got to have one package. Secure packaging is definitely a concern. Absolutely. And it's and that's not necessarily revolutionary, but it's finding it that your guests care about it at such a high level and then how you make it actionable. So it drives our operations. It drives our innovation. It drives our marketing. Data drives what we do. Right. Yeah. Is, is all that data you're collecting, is that all point of sale data? It's all over. So that's where and why we have the smokestack. So we pull it in through point of sale. We pull it in through inventory. We pull it in through our marketing buy. We pull it in through digital. We pull it in through sentiment analysis of all of our social media. Right. Just every place we can get data, we pull it in. Unbelievable. So your customers are really, so you are using that information and you're really targeting the customer and the right customer, getting the right message in the right market. It's something that I shared this morning that, you know, Roland and I might have had a vision for what we want Dickies to be. And what we found was more important, obviously, is what our guests want Dickies to be. You know, we want to not just be the last generation. We want to be the third of six, seven, eight generations that, that can still say, you know, we have a Dickies that's family owned and operated. And our guests do not want us to be a chain. Well, that's kind of hard to hear when we have 550 stores. I think the cat's out of the bag on that one. (laughs) But I'm doing my job when you walk into a Dickies and it doesn't feel like we're part of a 550. Isn't that the best? Isn't that the best? It is. But I wouldn't have known that it mattered so much to our guests to talk about pit smoke, to talk for them to see the block, for them to open the kitchen, for them to be able to truly smell the hickory, that to really see that everything is smoked on site. It's not brought in. It is not barbecue in a bag. It really ha- the magic happens there. But they care about that. It matters. The data said that. I don't think you'd have 550 stores today if it didn't. I mean, people really that resonates. They don't want to know they're going in and they just somebody opened up a bag and then just threw it and heated it up. They want to know that you're doing it right there. Real pit masters doing. Real now, if all your customers start asking for salads, will you be adding a whole bunch of salads? Well, we would. I'm just kidding. I was just kidding about the salads. You know, I will tell you an interesting thing that data tells you about salads. Everybody wants one on the menu to feel good about it. Nobody orders people it. People order it. Yeah. You order it. Well, I have salads here. I'll have the barbecue ribs. <laughs> I feel okay about my lunch choice, but I'm going to have a loaded stuffed finger with. You're so right. You're so right about that. You know, I agree. We put it all in catering menus. No one ever touches the salad. Right, exactly. All right. Listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without our crystal ball moment, uh, where we ask our guests uh, where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. Uh, being that we're at RFIS today, we want to know when we come back to this conference, at RFIS, two years from now, what do you think are going to be the hot topics and what will have changed or evolved? I think you will begin to see all of the disparate technology that we have uh, driven through larger uh, providers that are going to work in as that intermediary, kind of their own version of a smokestack. You'll see private vendors come in to provide that so that, that operators can still pick and choose all the specialists from software and technology, but that it will flow through a platform so that we're no longer in the vendor management business and technology, that you have that partner. I think that's what you'll start to see. I like it. I got to like it a lot. Well, Jimmy, no podcast, no matter where it is in the world, would be a podcast without the branded quick fire. I can't believe you haven't got our producer to give you like a drum roll or something like. Something we got to like, come up with special music. I'm going to speak to the this. producer to get special, yeah. special music. Um, we will get branded quick fire music 
Uh, we'll add that to this, but here we go. Are you ready for the brand of Quickfire? I'm going to ask you five questions, lightning round questions. Don't think too hard, and just give me the first. We don't. Okay. <laughs> and you think whatever comes through first. Are you ready? Here we go. What is your favorite thing about Nashville? The music. Boom. And by the way, look at question two. In honor of Music City, favorite musician? Oh, Dolly Parton. Is it, isn't Hollywood around here somewhere? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. Duh. Why not? This next one's going to be a little disappointing. Okay. Dolly Parton or Taylor Swift? Oh, Dolly. Come on. They're both Nashville people. And they're both wonderful. And they're both but wonderful. you have the original yep. icon. Dolly Parton. Hot chicken or barbecue chicken? Barbecue <laughs> What a stupid <laughs> question. Yes, that dumb question. You can be good friends with hot chicken. Yes. But you got to start with the barbecue. You can be good friends. All right. So tonight... We are super excited that our friends at RFIS are hosting a phenomenal dinner party. I remember the last one, it was crazy, and I'm sure this one's going to get just as crazy, at the Wild Horse Saloon. And I am excited to go to the Wild Horse Saloon. And we hear that there is a mechanical bull at the saloon. So if you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a mechanical bull riding competition, who would you have better odds of beating? Jimmy, stand up and show your muscles. You know. If I show my muscles, I have to show my belly. So my <laughs> feet sit down, sit down, down, I got a better chance. Down. Okay, here's how I would decide that. Then. What would you choose, brisket or ribs? Oh, ribs. Okay, what would you choose, brisket or ribs? I'm going ribs. Oh, well, that wasn't helpful. <laughs> oh, by the way, I got back, so I don't know about this bull thing. By the way, can I do both? Can I, can I do the combo okay. package? You can I mix your meats. What? No, no, separate place. I'm not mixing meats on bun. <laughs> give me two. Give me the ribs and the brisket. By the way, throw in some hot, throw in some barbecue chicken. I'm really having a good time. All right, then I bet you. All right, perfect. By the way, I, you you just chose well because you know what? If I tell you the number of times, how many times I've ridden a mechanical bull. It's probably have a whole lot of fingers left over there. It's more than chassis. It's more than him. So I'm ready to play tonight. I really have ridden the bull. I gotta, t- I gotta take some of my leave. I gotta take some of my leave because I know that my back is gonna hurt tomorrow. Is the leave code word for something else? No, no, no. I, I, I'm gonna have to, because I'm gonna start relaxing. But listen, uh, Jimmy, so did you win that or lose that? I think both. I think I'm gonna win, but I'm gonna get thrown and I'm gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Well, I gotta tell you, this was, this, was, this was great. We're sitting here with royalty in Nashville at yes. RFIS. This is unbelievable. We are very, this is. It's a privilege, I have to tell you. Now, is this our best guest? Um, if I, tell you what, next I guarantee you this. It's better than Sterling Douglas. Well, that's easy, that's easy to beat there, Jimmy. Yeah, this was great. Listen, I know you've got a lot of things going on. you got to go smoke some meat. you got to go a little more store. you got a lot going on. So, Jimmy, can we let Laura go back to the show? Go back to the show. Laura, thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate you. Yeah, this was awesome. And we love what you're doing over at Dickies. And uh, if you haven't if you haven't already checked it out, by the way, what's the, what's the, where do we go? How do I want to buy Dickies? What do I do right now? Dickies.com. Dickies.com. How easy was that? And you do Wait a minute. That's what I ask. You do those boxes that you send. You, you'll ship we, everywhere, right? So we do barbecue at home as well. Yes. So if you want to do this in your own backyard on your own grill, we will send it to you ready to go. Dickies at home. Listen, everybody out there. Dickies.com. You can have barbecue. You don't have to come to Nashville. You don't have to come to the South. You can get it at your house. Jimmy, anywhere. New York City. Fantastic. Laura, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. I got to tell you, Jimmy, Lauren, Dickie, Dickie's Barbecue, that was 550 crazy. stores. And that's barbecue royalty in Nashville. I felt a little bad saying that I had that dry barbecue. I felt like that was like insulting. 
Yeah, I got to tell you, a little bit. But I got about, about, about the same focus. I didn't like the dry barbecue. I like Dickies. I like that other. I like that Texas kind of barbecue, you know? Well, anyway, Jimmy, we got, we, got, we got a great show and a great, another special, special guest. This is a special guest. We have longtime friend of Brandon. You never forget your first, right, Jimmy? You never forget your first. Where are you going with that? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't you know. know. You never forget your first. So we have Mr. Josh Goodman, founder and CEO of Pour My Beer. He is a second-time guest on Hospitality Hangout. And the only other person that's ever been on twice is... No, nah, we've had a few. Oh, we have? Yeah. It's not breaking news. It's not, that's not breaking news. But Josh Goodman being on the show a second time, we just Josh Goodman, second-time guest. That is big. That is big. Listen, Mr. Goodman, Josh, our friend, we are thrilled to be here in Nashville with you, and we appreciate you t- t- stepping off the uh, the floor, away from the action, and stepping back here to do our podcast with us. So if we could ask you, Josh, jumping right into it, what is your favorite part about being back on the road? This is a hard one. Uh, I'm on the road again. Uh-oh. I would say... The interaction, uh, just, you know, and the fact that the first event I came back at to, you guys are here. So it's like uh, the stars have aligned. Um, but just the interaction, really, just the, there's so much magic that happens in those passing by, hey, what are you doing? You know, who are you moments that you really can't, you know. Uh, you, you can't, can't do that on a Zoom call, know. right? No, no, no. no. In person. I agree. Person. So good to be back in person. Love that the conference circuit is rolling. And chat, you, know, you and I, we shouldn't be such wallflowers. We might want to get out there a little bit. Yeah, I got to tell you, we're going to start traveling. Let's start traveling. Okay, yeah. start traveling. No, we can't live on Zoom, Shatsy. I agree. I agree, Jimmy. So All I got right. here a little early and I got to hear a little bit of the Dickies, you know. So as you know, we do business with Dickies, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and I, I, I told uh, Laura, right? Laura. Yeah. I told her, I was like, yeah, I actually used, uh, we had a project in Hawaii during the pandemic. Uh, that was our first Dickies project. I was like, so I get to spend a week in Hawaii with your operators and, and eat all of your food. So their food's amazing. Chats, you definitely. Oh, no, it. Dickies is all right. It's funny how we did that trip during like the dead of winter. Like you went there. It's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honey, I have to go to Hawaii. Hawaii. January. Yeah, exactly. Listen, we are, we are obviously big fans of PMB, Pour My Beer. Um, we, we used it in one of our stores. Can you tell us how the other attendees and the other operators reacting? to the self-serve revolution that PMB is leading? Well, first off, I, I think I might need to pivot and go into the t-shirt sales business because it, literally everyone's like, I want that shirt. Can I have that shirt, the Pour My Beer shirt? Yep. Which is a close second to the new branded gear that I see you guys wearing. It's oh, yeah. Phenomenal. It's a uh, close second, Josh, but uh, it's second. It's a second. Close second. By the way, our, our secret sauce on swag, and Josh, I see you're, you're, you're embracing it, stuff S. People will wear. Yeah. If you get, if you make good stuff, and by the way, that shirt you got, that logo, that's the famous shirt. That's the that's, that's the logo. The Pour My Beer. beer. Yeah. We love the PMB. I, I like I like the story of when your when your logo showed up on a, a less uh, likely candidate in New York City. <laughs> that, 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 that that can happen sometimes too. That's, that little swag. Listen, you giving that swag. It's everyone gets to wear it. You know. Listen, tomorrow you're going to be a panelist. Uh, the breakout session getting into the self-service game. For any of the operators at home who couldn't attend, please get in next time, can you share one or two takeaways from what you plan to cover during tomorrow's panel? So recently I've, uh, it's tough to, uh, when you go through an easy pass, I think everyone can associate what it's like to drive through the easy pass. Um, And then you see those, I don't want to call them, less evolved people uh, standing and waiting in lines to pay their, dollar, two dollars, whatever to go through the Lincoln. Giving to the toll the toll collector. Yeah. And and you just think to yourself, that's insanity. And that's that's the message that I want to 
not beat home during the conversation tomorrow, but you know, I don't think people realize how much of a waste of time, not only for them as operators, but you're wasting your guests' time. So, you know, if you don't care about your guests, just broadcast it. Say, I don't, I don't care about my guests. I don't, I want them to wait 20 minutes to get a drink. Um, you know, then, then just, just, Run with that. I, but, think that. I think that business model may not be so good for the hospitality business. I don't care about my guests. Yeah, I don't like I that. I think Josh is right. That's not a good – that's not good. No, I don't like I never like – Come blank. We don't care. Yeah. I never like toll booths either. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Never like toll booths. I, I think in New York, we finally just got rid of the toll booths. You can just drive and then uh, somehow you, you just – Yeah, I, I figured, <laughs> they figured it out. It took us a long time. Maybe that's what we have to do. We just have to you – know. Well, listen, the last time you were here, Josh, I don't know if you remember. When was that? When was that, Jesse? Since the last time you were a guest – was July 11th, 2021? Is that right? Could be right. Our script says 2011. That's yeah. definitely wrong. I think it's 2020. No, no, it's 20, it's, I think it's 2020. Definitely not 2011. That's for damn sure. All right. Right? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's, been a while. it's, it's definitely it's it's been a while. here, but it's been a while. Okay, it was July 11th, some time ago. PMB, okay, I like to say pour my beverage because you can pour anything. I mean, I always say, it's poor you can pour anything. Beverage agnostic. You have been moving a mile a minute. You are doing things all over the world, my friend, right? So tell us, what is new at PMB? And I'm going with pour my beverage. So we're talking about breaking news here? Oh, like, I mean, been if, if you've got it, if you've got it, if you've got it, if you've got it, Chassie's going to jump open it, baby. This All is right. the time. So I had a very long conversation with our partners at Coca-Cola European Europe Pacific. Sorry, what, 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 what was that beverage company? Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola. I've heard of that, Jimmy. I've heard of that, too. You know what? I got a chance. Well, Coca-Cola is your partner. Yes, and I, you know. I, I can't say that would have happened without my uh, loving relationship with the branded strategic. Is that breaking oh. news? The hospitality hangout connected Coca Cola and PMB. Oh, stop it! Yeah, oh, really? The hospitality yeah, hangout makes things happen, baby. That's you what introduce you do. your buddy to a girl at a party. You're always going to be the guy that introduced your yeah. buddy to that girl at a party. Yep. I, um, but needless to say, things it wasn't us. Great. It was the hospitality hangout. That's what's doing it. That's because this place this this makes things happen. This podcast makes things happen. So. As I digress. So uh, talking to Matt, our partner with Coca-Cola, who you guys met at the sure. airport. Was it JFK? Or uh, yes. TWA. Yeah, right. I, I love the selfies. Um, so talking to him and the implementations of our technology with the you know traditional soda machines is going phenomenal uh, to the point where they're seeing 140, 180% increases uh, in revenue and traction with our technology being deployed at you know, uh, SeaWorld type places and amusement park type places. And we're rolling it out at, at you know, Burger Kings and things like that as well. So I would say that, you know, we're, we're actively working towards making that package more available for our U.S. customers. As you guys know, we're more heavily focused on the bar, tap room, restaurant, you know, uh, more on the alcoholic space, not as much non-alcoholic. So, I would, you know, that that's something that's really taken, uh, you know, taken on a life of its own over the last, I'd say, three or four months. And we're, we're excited about where that's going. See, those results, what'd you say, 140 140 to 180 percent, just based on the venues. Boom! That's by the way, Chad. That's breaking news. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take the thunder from you because you're finance guy. I'm telling you, you put these systems into places that otherwise we're letting. You know, we're acquiring their staff to pour the beverage, pour the, pour, you know, yeah, pour the beverage, and now all of a sudden, up the margins are up, the pro, the profitability is up. That is an awesome, awesome thing. So let me ask you, what's next in the pipeline? I mean, you 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 you're rolling through Europe, putting self-pouring beverage. 
all over Europe. You're doing quick serve, fast, casual. You mentioned Burger King is a big customer rolling this out. What's, what else in the pipeline? Can you tell us something else? So in the United States, we, we really cut our teeth on the mom and pops. You know, as you guys know, I mean, technically you were mom and pop when we installed your system in the sense that it was a, you know, you have multiple locations in New York City. Which but one of us is mom, which one of us is pop? <laughs> I'll be the mom. Why can't you be two moms? Right. Two yeah, moms. yeah. Hey, you know what? Absolutely. Politically correct. <laughs> uh, but we to get to the enterprise level where you can support you know, a customer like Hilton or a customer like Dave and Buster's, you, your technology has to evolve. So that's really where we've been focusing our energy is, is getting our technology aligned with the various point of sale systems um, through you know direct integrations with them because it all comes down to checks and balances. And I think I might've talked about it before, so I apologize if anyone's ever heard this before, but the whole hospital- No one listened, no one listened to the last podcast, Jack. Well, the eight people that are listening, <laughs> um, maybe, <clears throat> anyway. So the idea of the, the hamburger. So when we first started the, 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 the system- Wait, the hamburger wasn't your idea, was it? No, but the hospitality oh, hamburger- I thought that was John's idea. We trademarked that hospitality hamburger. So in the hospital industry, you, you have the check-in process, which is the top one. You have the meat, which is all the stuff that happens in the middle. And then you have the bun, which is the checkout process. Um, our buns sucked. In fact, they might have been non-existent when we first started as a company because you had to put entries on both sides on the way in and on the way out. So as we integrated with these technology partners like Toast and Clover and Omnivore and all whatnot, we made it so the check-in process was instant. You know, So you open the tab in the point of sales, connect the cart or wristband to the tab, and then you don't you don't have to check out. You literally just can drop the wristband or card in a bucket and you walk out the door like Uber, right? And so we, you know, I would say we nailed that experience from a customer's perspective, but now we're trying to do this on a larger scale where it's like, whether it's Hilton or Marriott or these these hotel brands that are seeing the, you know, the, the benefits of self-poor working with their existing technology base. So they already have RFID room cards. Why not make them so they can allow people to pour drinks? I love um, So we, we're in Boston. We've got a few more uh, Hilton projects that are already slated to happen. Uh, but it's, you know, the goal is to make that so we can roll out a thousand of them. So when I get my room key, not only will I open my door, but it'll open up maybe the taps in the lounges or in the uh, the suites uh, where they have like, you yep. know, uh, some of these hotels don't have full service bars, but they have areas where they serve breakfast and lunch and dinner and things like that. You could open up different taps, maybe pour my own wine, yep. pour my own beer, pour my own whatever. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. And then it just rings right onto my it goes directly right onto my bill. Onto your bill, yeah. Or Jimmy's bill. Or Jimmy's. Yeah. Or the Underhills. Or the Underhills. Yeah. I like yeah. the Underhills. Yeah. The Underhills pays for everything for me. Yes. We always, we always log in on the Underhills. Okay, listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without our crystal ball moment, Mr. Goodman. So we're going to ask our guests, we ask our guests, where do they see restaurants and technology two years from now? Being we're at RFIS today, we want to know when we come back here two years from now, what do you think are going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or evolved? Well, uh, I would like to see a lot more self-service uh, drinks out there. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring that into existence. Yeah. I want self-port coffee. I want to go to a Dunkin' Donuts and a Starbucks and just pour my own stuff. I agree. And look, I'm going to say the following because I know people are talking a lot about automation and robotics, and there's no question that is the direction that we are going. But I absolutely believe and, and truly put our money where our mouth is that we think self, uh, self-serve self beverages are one of the most obvious to us uh, strategies to, A, not only address uh, certain labor issues, which are which are confronting this industry in a massive way, but actually to give the guests what they want. They want to take care of themselves. They enjoy it. We've lived it. We watched our customers embrace the wall. 
and the, and the ability to take care of themselves and try different things. So we believe yeah. this is going to be a breakout breakout year for you. You ever see the thing you, you see it on social media a lot of times? The, the slip from Starbucks where that one customer orders, you know, and has seventy five different wants. Let that person put that order in and wait forty five minutes. Okay, I'm always behind that person. I just always. want. I just want to. I just want my. I can pour my own iced coffee. I can. I can pour iced tea. I don't need help. Give me a cup. I'll do it myself. Now and the guy who wants that, the mochaccino with this, that, the other, half calf, half almond. Let, let them stand on line. Let them wait. You know. So I think self pouring coffee and iced tea and all that stuff. Josh, we're gonna make it happen. That. I'm sorry. Did I take? Did I? Did I tell like, him we're going to be two you know, years? You know what? I think I think we're very excited about this, and Josh is going to get us there. Josh, I think we're done here. Anything left? No, no, no. I got to ask Josh. We got the quick fire. I got five right. lightning round questions. Here we go. Are you ready, Josh? This is the Brandon Quick Fire. You've been here before. You were here 35 years ago, the first podcast. What is your favorite thing about Nashville? Uh, I guess the, uh, the hot chicken. You really sound excited about that. Yeah. Is that I guess I don't you know, know. hot chicken. Yeah, you know what? Here, like, can I? Can I? Uh, yeah. Can I, okay, can I, Josh. What's your favorite thing about Nashville? Uh, the the outdoor music scene. Like when you're walking down the street and you can hear people. All right, it was better, but not that much better. Okay. <laughs> In honor of Music City, favorite musician. So I watched the Netflix special on uh, Kanye West, and I know he's got some stuff going on, but he's oh. he's a great musician. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's Kanye West anymore. I'm pretty sure it's Easy. Uh, e. Yeah, I think, I think I say ye. Kanye. 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 All right. I'm yeah. going to be Dolly anyway, Parker, Taylor Swift. Uh, Dolly. Your, your kids are yeah. what? Your kids are listening. Yeah. yeah. Well, you go, you go Dolly? Yeah, I'm going to go Dolly. You go Dolly. Hot chicken? Or barbecue? I think I know the answer. Hot chicken. <laughs> all right. So listen, we all know what we're doing tonight, right? We're going to the Wild Horse Saloon. RFIS is put on a big party for us. We're all going to the Wild Horse Saloon. And I understand from uh, from from Sharon, the team, that they brought in a mechanical bull, okay? I've never been on a mechanical bull. Jimmy, I don't know if he has or not. But anyway, have. Jimmy has been on a mechanical bull. If you were to challenge Jimmy Ryan to a mechanical bull riding competition, who's your better odds of beating? I mean, Jimmy's got some strong forearms. You can just see it looks like, you know. Yeah, I mean, come on, Josh. You're a, you're a football player. I, I, Jimmy's I like, a football player. I like player. mods against Chatsy. So ah, yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. We're staying in the bowl longer than Chatsy. I don't know if I'm staying in the bowl longer than you, Josh, but I'm staying in the bowl longer than Chatsy. Josh can hang on to a fucking bowl. This I can tell you. Hey, hey, S.A., it's a kid show. Kid-friendly show, you said. I thought you just saw it out of the drop box. I still thought I was going to flag you if you did it. Oh, okay. Anyway, listen, Josh, I know you got a lot going on. We're excited for your panel. I love what you're doing, obviously. Uh, or, or we wouldn't have, uh, have been partners with you because I think it's I think it's great and self poor is is not just here to stay it is a revolution. Yes, I believe you're, you're, you're going to walk into venues and it's going to be oh there's the one that has the self serve and we love it. Oh. Josh, we appreciate you and what you're doing for the industry. Love you like a brother, my friend. I'll Thanks see you on that bull tonight. See you on the Thanks, buddy. cookies because they're almost out. So I saved uh, for Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, you see that? Thank you, Josh. You're the best. Thanks, Josh. Very excited to be here. We want to uh, continue rolling through our VIP guest list on the podcast. We're now going to welcome Shara Kanzler, editor at FastCasual.com and VP of events at NetWorld Media Group. Shara, thank you so much for being here. What's the buzz on the show uh, on the floor today? We're just having a lot of fun and there's a lot of talk about innovation. I think every session has talked about the, what's new, what's going on, how, what's, what's the future going to hold. So... 
By the way, a lot of good energy. People really are psyched to be back in person. And well, the show is packed. I mean, I don't know how many people are attending, but it looks like 350 uh, people Yeah, here. it's also our biggest year yet, even before COVID. This is the biggest, because it looks packed. Yes. I mean, I saw the bar last night. I mean, it was jumping. You yeah, know, no. and we can drink. In this well, industry, uh, the restaurant, so. <laughs> the restaurant the hospitality industry. and restaurant industry has been known to have a couple of cocktails. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah I checked your tab, Shatsy. By the way, did you buy everybody in the restaurant? I, I, tried, I, I tried, Jimmy. I tried. Well, well played. Listen, tomorrow you're moder- you're the moderator of a breakout session getting into the self-service game. We just had our good friend and partner, Mr. Josh Goodman of Innovative Tap Solutions, Pour My Beer, Pour My Beverage. Um, he's one of your panelists on your panel tomorrow. And we're hoping that you can also share one or two takeaways of what you plan to cover during the panel tomorrow. Well, I think we're going to let each panelist tell their story about why they've entered self-service, how they're using it, whether it is a kiosk, whether it is a you know a, a beverage wall like Josh's for my beer, um, how, why, how much it costs, ROI, is it worth it? Um, everybody wants it, but is it you know cost-effective? So we'll can't see. wait. It's going to be a great session. If if is there one type of tech that you would recommend uh, to all corporate franchisors uh, that they should have in their tech stack? If there was one. What might it be? Oh, man, that is Self-pouring tough. beer. No, no, no. I mean, I mean that's what I would say. I mean, that's what Josh is That's what Josh is saying. I mean, I'm waiting for the self-pouring vodka. That's what I I got to say, I think Josh can handle that for you. I think Josh can do that for you. He can do that. We, I saw in Chicago, there was a bar we went to. Josh showed us to, to show off his product. And I got to tell you, they had all the mixed cocktails there. They did the best Tito's and soda oh. on tap. Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, that, that's You'd live there. You'd live there. That's my jam right there. <laughs> You know, I don't know. There's just so many good ones. Like I, I it can't I, be. You know, I, I think she's being extremely difficult, and that's yeah. fine. That's very fair. I respect yeah. that. Everybody's great here. There's I mean, a lot of great sponsors. If I said one, yes. they'd be mad. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> you can't say it, but I gotta say. So let's just talk a little bit about. It. Take a step back because you do a lot. You do a lot. Fastcasual.com, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 the the parent company is is Netmore, Net right? Group, you yeah. guys have a lot of different things. Can you give our listeners a little bit about all the different parts of the business? Because you've got a lot of publications, yes. a lot of shows. Give us a little. Yeah, background. we have several publications. So we have obviously Fast Casual, the pizza. You know, we have the, the, our pizza website. We have QSRweb.com. We have some tech sites. So. Um, ATM marketplace, digital signage. So we're kind of all over the place in every every vertical. And then we did several shows like this one. We have fast casual executives. We're very much focused on on food service mm-hmm. kind of payments. But it's all kind so of in an ecosystem. Kind of, yeah, everything kind of goes well together. So all of our events, our attendees are always restaurant operators or retailers, and so they're the decision decision makers. I would say it's right. vendors so like it's, come. So you got fast casual, you got QSR, yes. and you got pizza. Yes. And then you have the the, the, the payments kind of uh, ATM marketplace. ATM. So like we have a bank customer experience right, summit right. coming up and then we have the interactive customer experience summit coming up. So you know all tech, all food. All tech, all food. Don't threaten us with a good time. I know, right? So we if, if, if we have to, t- if we have to find out, if, if we want to ask people, how, how can they work with you, Fast Casual Network at uh, Networld? What would it be? What 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 would they do to work with you? How do they get in touch with you? What are, what are we doing? Yeah, well, I mean, you just can go to any of those websites, fastcasual.com, networldmediagroup.com. You can email me, talk to me. Um, I'm booking speakers right now for the Fast Casual Executive Summit coming up in October in Indianapolis. Whoa, whoa, Jimmy. That's breaking news. That's breaking news. (laughs) Indianapolis Fast Casual Executive Summit. Yes. Can you tell us we got planned for that? 
yeah, we got we got to go. You got to go. We have the. Um, Where is that? What hotel? Oh gosh. We don't know. We don't know the hotel, Jimmy. But it's gonna be great. I don't. You know, that's so. Let's just talk about Nashville right now. Yeah. Do I talk about the Grand Hyatt again? Let's talk giving plugs to the Grand Hyatt like crazy. I love it. I love it. He wants an he wants an upgrade. He wants extra points. I just want to know what's up and coming so we can. You know, we're in Nashville now, so Indianapolis is our next stop. Yes, we're gonna do a whole offsite thing at our offsite dinner is going to be at the. Indy car. Oh, the dollar. There we the go. Indy 500. Not the Indy 500, but it's like the doll, the dollar. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the little like, ones. The little, the little cars, cars. Like the matchbox cars. Kind of, but you're going to get to like go in and tour. Go and, cars, and, go and then you're going to get to drive on the street. I'm going to drive an Indy car. Is that what you're telling me? You're not going to drive. Jimmy, we're driving Formula One cars? You're not going to drive NASCAR. it, but you're going to sit NASCAR. in it. You're, yes. Yes. You're, you're going to sit in the car. Get pictures. And they, no, and oh. they're going to drive you around. Oh. All I know is we're going to be in Indianapolis. There's going to be cars, restaurant operators, and a lot of alcohol. Yes. What goes better than alcohol and driving cars? Jimmy, I couldn't think of anything better. To be clear, we're going to be the passenger. Yes, exactly. passenger. And there okay. will be waivers. Yes, passengers and waivers. <laughs> waivers yes, let's the must. Let's, 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 let's not drive up the insurance premiums for our friends at the Metro. Listen, it, wouldn't be, it would not be a podcast without a crystal ball moment where we ask our guests, where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. So being we're here with you at, at RFIS. Um, and I feel like you see a lot of technology. It's everywhere. Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, it's the Innovation Summit. It's it is the Innovation yes, Summit. It's awesome. So we want to know when we come back here two years from now to, uh, to your conference, what do you think are going to be the hot topics and what will have changed or maybe evolved? Well, I mean, I think labor is always going to be a hot topic, and but hopefully with all of our wonderful sponsors are here, they have all different ways to solve those labor challenges. So I think we'll see a lot more self-service. I think we'll see... Um, You're just, plugging Josh Goodman today, like I big time, man. Unbelievable. I, I mean, it I is just self-pour this, self-pour self that. that. I don't know what Josh paid you, but it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really hear the plug, but you took it that way. Yeah, I, you, you really, took it there. You really went, went there. Right. I went right to Josh. You went right you know, to Josh. going to eat robots everywhere. Everywhere, yes. AI, you know, who, there's going to be stuff that we have never even thought of. Right. There'll be avatars doing our chats and our my job right now. They're going to be eating the metaverse. Eating the metaverse. Eating the metaverse. All tastes like chicken. Well, yeah. lose a lot of weight. I'm going to lose a lot of weight. And there's not robots doing all of our. Jobs, we will be here. <laughs> we'll have to see, I guess. Well, let's go right to the quick fire. Did they get the music? No, not yet. All right. Not yet. He wants intro music. Five yes. lightning round questions for you. Are you ready? Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Don't okay. panic. Okay. Don't panic. Okay. What's your favorite thing about Nashville? Music. Boom. Live music on every single crappy. We get live music tonight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And about Nashville, you can go at ten o'clock in the morning to this the crappiest bar and here, and you have the most talented people. That should be on the radio because the talent is so good here. That's I so love good. it. I love it. In honor of Music City, favorite musician. Oh my gosh, Ray LaMontagne. Oh, love him. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Dolly Parton or Taylor Swift? Both from Nashville, so Taylor be careful. Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I have, I have a very unpopular opinion. I'm not a Dolly fan. That's okay. That's okay. I think Listen. she's an awesome person. I just don't like her singing voice, yeah. and people hate me for that. Yeah, we're, I'm, we're not hating. We don't hate. Okay. No, no, we love this man. We Taylor's terrific. Taylor's terrific. Oh, hate. Open. Hot chicken or barbecue chicken? Oh, barbecue. Barbecue. I'm from Kansas chicken. City, yes. so I'm partial to my barbecue. I, I, I'm glad you answered that because we had Laura Dickiam before, and. I think she said she wanted every single person on the podcast. Why do you do Kansas City? Is that like we relative have, to this? Like, is it wet? Is it dry? Is so it? we are really famous for our burnt ends, 
which is amazing. And then, um, oh yeah, our burnt ends are amazing. The burnt ends. Burnt ends are so good. I gotta, we gotta get to Kansas yeah. City. Too. Why don't we do a show? Can we do a show in Kansas City? Oh my God, you should. I could take. No, not me. You, you're the show person. Oh, so <laughs> you do a show, so we can go to it. Yes, I am going to do a show in Kansas City. Our airport is under construction. We're going to get like a big kid. Big city airport. Oh, so nice! 20, All right. My goal is to have this show in Kansas City in 2024. And we're getting first chance. That's breaking news. Yeah. All right, people, news. start looking up for the hell now. Yeah. Get the great deal. Summer Olympics in Paris and RFIS. Kansas, Kansas City burnt ends, baby. Boom. All right. So tonight we know that we're going. Uh, you are kind enough to be hosting a fantastic party at yes. the Wild Horse Saloon. Yes. We're gonna have. Over 350 people yes. at the Wild Horse Saloon. Capacity is only 100, by the way, Jimmy. <laughs> so it is going to be packed. Don't tell the fire market. I'm not telling anybody. It is going to be packed. Okay. There's a mechanical bull. We understand. have a mechanical bull. I paid extra for that. Extra money for the mechanical because bull. Because I want to watch all of the drunk fools. <laughs> okay. All right. On the okay. Yeah, I resemble that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I was, All right. So <laughs> if you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a mechanical bull competition tonight, who would your better odds be? Oh, man. And you're from Kansas City. You've probably Kansas. been on a bull before. I mean, not a real bull, but I have done my share of mechanical, mechanical bull bulls. riding. Yeah, I'm from New York. We don't have that. Yeah, we have some redneck bars. So yeah, we, we've we got, like, taxi cabs and mm, stuff. Yeah. You know what? I don't know. I don't I, – I feel like – We're going to see tonight. Lot, so. We're going to see. You're going to get on a bull. Jimmy's going to get on a bull. I'm going to – so we're going to time it. Who yeah. gets it? I think I'm going to win. The question is, the shots you and me. I think I think she's gonna win, and it's you and I for the for the silver medal. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I there feel like go. if I duct tape myself to the mechanical bull, I'll stay on for a long time. Might, might not be. Uh, that might be outside the lines. That might. So you be know what they do at the bar where in Kansas City that has one? What's they that? always make the like the the ride like really crazy for the men to get them off really quickly. Right, right, yes, right. Nobody wants to see that. Yes. Yeah. And then the hot chicks that come up, they, they make it slow and slow. easy, you know. Okay, so. I see that. Yes. All right, so I'm going to ask them to put the hot chicks it's gonna speed. Be, it's it's going to be seconds. Put it on hot it's going to be seconds. Speed. Yeah, I'm going to put the chick speed for Shatsy. You know, that's, that's what I'm like, whoa. So I can stay on a little bit. All right, well, listen, I know that you have got a lot to do. Thank you. I mean, this, this show is great. It's nonstop action. So we got to get you out of here because I think there's people at the door already saying, we need you. We need you. Lunch is not going out. They're, they're, they're out of salad or oh, something. No, lunch table, I think. They're missing, they're missing something. There's no cookies left. Jimmy ate all the chocolate chip cookies. But, so we're going to let you get out of there. Jimmy, final thoughts? No, really, loving the show, loving me back in person, and you guys have curated and cultivated a really great, a great crowd. So thank you for everything. Yeah, you're doing thank you for everything you do for the business. Really yeah, excited awesome. to be here. No, all right, now get out of here. Get back to the show. All right, Chatsy, that was awesome. Oh, uh, wait, another great guest. Another great guest. Sarah on, you know, oh. one of the executives in the show bringing us all together. And now. And Kansas City in a couple of years. Kansas City in a couple of years. I mean, that was breaking news. That is. Okay, now we get to bring in, you know, it's, a, it's number four spot, the big hitter. We're bringing in the big dog, okay? Clean up, clean up. Clean up, clean up, hitter, clean up hitter. Here we go, Mr. Josh Halpern. Uh, welcome to the show. He is the CEO of Big Chicken and Beer Park. Josh, great to have you here. We appreciate what you're doing. You were a presenter this morning on the topic, five pain points and four wins, driving a guest-centric experience with your partners. For any operator who couldn't make it out to the show, can you share one or two takeaways from the discussion? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy, right? We all need to be working together to mitigate each other's pain points. And when I ran on-premise for Anheuser-Busch, we learned there's five pain points, right? Driving traffic, driving check size, being innovative, having well-engaged staff, and a capable supply chain. 
right? So if we work together to mitigate those pain points as an entire community, to make sure the guest has a great experience, franchisees are profitable, suppliers have what they need, we should be able to win as franchisors. And if we're driving five pain points against four wins every day, things, beautiful things could happen fast. By the way, that was like a, one of the best examples of the KISS theory, you know, keep it simple, Shatsy. I keep do know that. I love it. Banged out very clearly. That's what you need to do. As an operator, um, anything you've learned, anything you've picked up in the show you think was interesting thus far? You know, I, I think, well, a couple of things. You know, when uh, the guy from PAR spoke this morning about vendor spaghetti with the tech stack, never really thought about it like that before. But it's true, right? Like you need to make decisions on purpose, not just because they're cool, but because it's going to be practical. That was a pretty interesting, uh, that was probably the most interesting insight I've heard. I kind of think there's like nice to have and must haves. That's right. You That's know, right. you got to decide. Some things are really cool. That'd be nice to have. And then got to the must haves. Yeah. And if you want to throw one or two cool things as uh, hey, I'm going to just prioritize it just because it's cool. That makes sense. But you got to focus on the must haves first. Agreed. And, and thus far, any tech companies that you've come across that you think our, our listeners should know about or be aware of? Yeah, transparency apps, and they're they're like small and stealth and weird and cool, but these guys, um, the two founders, one guy was one of the one of the designers of Ethereum, and the other guy used to be CIO of Wingstop, right? And they basically figured out how to take payment processing and really make it uh, a little bit more free enterprise. Really help people take credit card processing fees down. Um, the data they give back to us is pretty unbelievable, and they're helping us save money on our credit card fees. It's pretty awesome. You can't argue with any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, yeah, I'm, I'm called. I already called. called. I <laughs> pinged on LinkedIn. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got a meeting with him in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you mind? Hey, listen, I'm going to brag a little bit about you, okay? Because you were named, you were named one of the most influential restaurant CEOs in the country, okay? And a lot of this ha- is due to your success. In, uh, in, in franchising uh, the brand over the last year, Big Chicken, right? Congratulations on all Thank that. You. I mean, it's unbelievable. Can you give a little bit to our listeners about uh, your expansion plans? What's happening? Yeah. So right now, primarily, we're focused on Earth. Right now. Not Mars. You're not going to the moon yet. I mean, if we could, if I could sign one, I'd do it. Okay. Right? <laughs> but the, uh... yeah, breaking news, we have a big chicken on Mars. Elon Musk is bringing big chicken to Mars. Look, if Elon Musk is listening to this, I, I will sell you a one-unit deal on Mars for a dollar, just so we can say Shaquille O'Neal signs the first uh, franchise deal on Mars. Right? All right, Elon, we've got it out yeah, there. Yeah, okay, it's it's got to be Elon, though, because he could actually pull it off. Oh, right? He can't a random guy, right? No, phone lines open, Elon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Phone lines open, Elon, right? But uh, um we built the company to be able to scale quickly. And obviously Shaquille's a global brand. So, you know, we just started franchising man in like September. So now that we're, we're hitting that 150, 160 mark in terms of what we have under development right now. And uh, we're talking with people in multiple countries, multiple continents, um, but we got to grow smart. We got to do it the right way. We got to have supply chain, right? Labor, right? All this stuff, right? To go, but I mean, very few chains put like their eighth unit of a pop up in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia behind a Formula One race. I don't know of anyone else that puts unit number three on a Carnival cruise ship, right? Like, first award we ever won as a company was best fries at sea. Like, <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? But uh, it's it's just a testament to Shaquille and how people want to be connected to him. Yeah, so let's just talk a little bit. So what's it like working with Shaq? I mean, I don't know. Does everyone know that Big Chicken is Shaq? I mean, yeah. I mean, let's talk. Shaq is the – how did that come about? Well, Shaquille, he's the founder of the company. Right. So how, like, yeah. how did that all come about? So JRS Hospitality in Vegas, the R, Perry Rogers, is Shaquille's agent. And the S, Matt Silverman, is an award-winning chef. So Matt and Shaquille got to know each other over time. And 
everything Shaquille does, you know, um, I could go on and on about the authenticity of the guy, every sponsorship, every, everything has an authentic story connected to it. And, um, because of how personal chicken is to him. I mean, most of his childhood was sitting around the kitchen table, eating barbecued chicken, fried chicken, you know, insides with his mom, his dad, etc. He's like, I can't, I can't endorse anybody else's in this space. It has to be mine. We need right. to do this together because it's too personal. It would be, it, it, I, there's no authenticity if mm-hmm. I go with somebody else. Um, so they sought out to do it and they got one open and then they got the second one. Open. Wait, wait, the first door was where? Vegas. Vegas. Okay, yeah, right. And it wasn't on the strip because you would have no proof of concept on right. the strip. Right. So they put it, it's across from the old Hard Rock Hotel. It's now Virgin Hotel. Mm-hmm. And then they built the second one and then they worked out all the kinks and a year and a half later, they built the second one and then COVID hit and they said, Hey, because if we're going to franchise this thing because of Shaquille's reputation and just the universal love for Shaquille. We need to build the thing like we're already 500 units before we open unit number three. So they spent all the time building capability and all these things. And then I came in as CEO. We've been continuing that capability build. So when we started franchising these big multi-unit guys, because we're not signing like mom and pops. No, you want big guys. We're getting big, big guys, right? And all of them are like, holy crap. We would have never assumed at your size that you have all this. You have everything in place to grow. You're ready. You're ready to go. There's some things we still need to work on. We still need to work on tech stack a bit and marketing. But yeah. That's never ending. It's never ending. That's always evolving. That's right. So what's the pipeline? I mean, it's it's the United States. You you sign multi-unit deals in in like uh, Dubai, in Europe. Where where is it going? I always use football analogies. We're on the 20-yard line in some of those countries. The only place we have a bona fide deal sign is in the United States right now. Right. But in if we talk again in three months, based on the conversations we're happen, having right now, it could be five to ten countries that we could be talking I about. Mean, is, is China in the in the world? I feel like everyone in China loves Shaq and they like they go crazy there. They, and they, they love built, chicken. They built like a thirty foot statue of Shaquille just outside of Beijing and I don't I'm not quite sure I don't think Mao Zedong has that. I, <laughs> I, I don't think he does either, you know? <laughs> But uh, he has more fans in China than he does in the United States. China's a little complicated. Well, maybe a little complicated right now, but is that something you're looking at or thinking about? Like I told you, Earth. Earth, Earth. So anybody who wants beef, chicken, and shack has an opportunity. just has to be the right deal. It has to be the right deal, and it has to be the right partner. Number one job has to be protecting Shaquille's legacy and reputation. And his his brand is very important. It is. Yeah. I got to tell you, he is a loved not just a celebrity, but he was at he was at one of the shows we were just at. I don't was it FSX? Was at, uh, no, RLC. RLC. Yeah. RLC. And, I mean, people were waiting online to just get yeah. a picture. So you guys are New Yorkers, yes. right? And with, we're, this, with, his, with his accent, exactly. <laughs> I lost it living in the Midwest. I'm a New Yorker. I grew up on Long Island, right? Um, UBS Arena. We're in that arena. We had the number one stand by far. So they had to give us a second stand because we were breaking fire code and all this stuff. Right. Anyway. I'm worried about going to UBS Arena because Shaquille and I went two weeks before the opening for like the big press release, you know, and we're walking through the arena and all these guys are doing construction and they're hammering nails and stuff. And like they'd see Shaquille and they would just drop the hammer mid mid hammering the nail <laughs> and start running after us. I mean, he's he's the Pied Piper of, of people. Like yeah. If, if the three of us. Right. If we were uh, if we were celebrities, you could put on a baseball cap, you could put your collar up. And unless you were like right on us, hard to miss you know, celebrities, people see him from a mile away. Yeah, I know it's, it's hard. Right? It's so, seven, what, yeah, seven foot seven one seven one. It's hard not to notice. But the entire time I'm like, I really hope they finish that now when they go back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't want somebody here like, you know, oh, somebody cut their hand or uh, yeah. they caught their caught their jacket. I got to tell you, uh, Shaq does some does a number of videos of just 
nice things for people. And that is what I keep hearing about. Away from those who love him for his, uh, his basketball prowess and his business prowess, he continues to just do nice things. My wife adores him yeah. for those videos. Look, it wouldn't be a crystal ball moment if we didn't ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. So being we're at RFIS today, we want to know when we come back to the show two years from now, what do you think is going to be the hot topics and what may have changed or evolved over two years in, in restaurants and tech? Yeah, I think I'm going to give an answer that you're going to hate because I'm not going to talk tech, even though you asked a tech answer, right? I'm a big believer tech is indicative of the guest, right? The guest experience is what's going to drive a lot of things, right? And the way Gen Z looks at the space and the way Generation Alpha coming up after Gen Z is looking at the space is going to be dramatically different than Gen X, Gen Y, Boomer, etc. If we're really being honest with ourselves, this is still like a Gen X run industry. Yep. Right. Um, now we're like, oh, yeah, we're doing all this great stuff with loyalty and digital and dark kitchens. But OK, we're like entering the millennial landscape. We're not to Gen Z yet. And man, we're definitely not talking the alpha generation behind it. Right. What those guests need are going to dictate the tech terms because we've seen tons of amazing tech over the years, right? That it's in and gone in yep. two, three years because it wasn't focused on the guest. The guest is going to be our guide to how we drive tech. You know what? I, I don't hate the answer. Actually, I love the answer. We focus our business on hoping, helping you know operators improve their margins. We want to satisfy the operators, and we want to work with operators to help them satisfy their guests. We never want to squeeze in between an operator and their guests because – we want to be on their side. And I think what you're saying is very true because what that next generation guest is looking for, I admit, that still needs to be figured out. Yeah. And I, I don't just – actually, not, not only do I not disagree, I completely agree. We bring smart guests. We bring smart guests. I got to ask you a question, Josh. Yeah. Beer Park. Yeah. That's your concept, right? Yeah. That's in Vegas, right? It's in Vegas. How many, uh, is there expansion plans for Beer Park or we're is gonna, that a one and done? We're going to expand it. No, we're going to expand it. We spent it. so much time at Beer Park and I never knew that was your concept. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. It's awesome. I mean, that's um, so is that, that it, it, in the Paris or attached to the it, Paris? It's or? the second story of the Paris. Yeah, but it's, it's part of the Paris, technically. That like your yeah. landlord at the Paris? Yeah, so Hex downstairs right. is also JRS Hospitality. Okay. Um, I'll never forget. I was trying to build a – Wait, Hex is yours too? Well, I don't run it, but it's right. part of JRS, which is our one of our owners, right? Got it. Um, but I'll never forget. I was trying to build a Budweiser experience on the Las Vegas Strip when I ran on-premise for Anheuser-Busch. Mm -hmm. And I had this dream. You know, They have 150 Clydesdales out at Warm Springs Ranch in Kansas. And I'm like, I want them to give me three or four Clydesdales. I want to have it where like you could come take photos with the Clydesdales in yeah. Vegas. It would be a very vegas -y experience. Very vegas -y. Come to find out on the Las Vegas Strip, you could have tigers but not horses. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, because that, that makes sense because – I can't figure it out. I yeah, don't know how exactly. that. Yeah. So so I got pulled. But I can't have can't horses. Horse. They're like, you could bring horses to Fremont Street. And I'm like, I don't want to be on Fremont Street. I want to well, be in Vegas. Strip, yeah. And uh, I get this call from our development guy out in Vegas. And he's like, you're going to get the strangest call of your life soon. Pick it up. You never know. And I got this call. And it's like, hi, my name's Perry Rogers. I'm Shaquille O'Neal's agent. We have the perfect spot for you to look at in Las Vegas for, for a partnership. And... The next thing you knew, Shaquille and Perry Rogers, Matt Silverman, they're with me in the St. Louis Brewery. Shaquille was giving some speech there 10 days later. Seven months after that, Perry and I are sitting on top of the Clydesdale Hitch coming down the Las Vegas Strip, cut open Beer Park, January 30th, 2016. Never forget the day, right? Uh, and that restaurant has done unbelievable things. And now that I've rejoined this group now as a part of it, not just a partner to it, 
Um, we are actively looking to grow Beer Park as well. Yeah, I love it. Awesome, awesome experience. We've had a great time every time we go there. Yeah, it's amazing. It is a lot of fun. Uh, so I want to bring that in before I get to the quick fire, Jimmy, because I was oh, thinking about that. Oh, I thought quick fire. Yeah, we can't. 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 We Nashville edition here live at RFI, R-F-I-S. It's, I got to tell you, I'm only doing three-letter and four-letter uh, shows for now. You won't do it, too? I won't do it, too. I won't five? do five. five no. I feel like you're like the king of Murtech. Is that, how many letters is that? That's like a lot of letters. That's a lot of letters. Oh, I don't know if I can do that anymore. You might have to make that exception. Yeah, I may have to not go to that anymore. I'll, I'll I can. I'm going to go to that. Okay, anyway, here we go. What's your favorite thing about Nashville? People watching. Nice. In honor of Music City, your favorite musician. In, in totality, it's probably Dave Matthews, but in country, it's Johnny Cash. I got to tell you, I'm a Johnny Cash guy. Johnny Cash. Johnny is, yeah, I, I'm surprised no one said that. Yeah. You know, um, Dolly Parton or Taylor Swift? Dolly Parton in what year? Uh, I only have, I got, in, uh, was around, it? around the, around, uh, wasn't five, she, uh, 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 nine to five, five, nine to five, nine to five, nine to five, so we're nine to five, so, okay, <laughs> hot chicken or barbecue chicken? Big chicken. Big good answer. Good answer. I gotta say, you see what we did there? You see what we did there? Good big answer. chicken. Way to go. We do have hot chicken and barbecue chicken. So. That's why it's big chicken. Big chicken's got all the chicken. That's right. Okay, so so tonight, you know that we're going to the Wild Horse Saloon. Yeah. Big party. It's gonna be crazy because you know when you get three hundred and fifty uh, hospitality people together with a couple of tech nerds, crazy I'm things not, are gonna I'm happen. Not, I'm not. I'm not sure we want to go with tech nerds. We need. By the way, how about tech professionals? How about an engineering specialist? Is that not correct? The, uh, the, I don't know if you saw, William Hill put the over-under two and a half. Two and a half hospitalizations <laughs> off that bull. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, there you go. So, we're gonna, they're going to have a bull there. They're going to have a mechanical yeah. bull. Mechanical, and I, mechanical, tell, mechanical, I don't know. Yeah. Mechanical, mechanical bull. bull mechanical bull. You know, we take a 20-minute ride outside of town. We can find a real bull. It might be more interesting. <laughs> you bring that bull under up to seven and a half. I got to tell I would love to get the real bull in there. That would be something. So, if you were to challenge Jimmy or I, to a mechanical bull riding contest, who would you have better odds of beating? Who can stay who can on stand the bull longer? You know, I thought we were just going to drink beer off in the corner together. We're definitely going to do that. I will do that. Shats, I'm getting you on the bullshits. You're going on the bullshits? I'm bullshits. Bullshits? 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 So who you beat? Who you beat? Oh, man. I think you're both off that thing in four seconds or less. I don't know. Is that what is it? What's the record? Do we know what the record is? I don't know. I don't know what the record is. A week and a half. By the way, I, I'm going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on it longer than four seconds. I'm saying, Chatsy, you under. I think that I think the bull guys are going to throw you off on the first turn yeah. of that knob. So I'm telling you what, I'm not answering the question because I like you both, but I'm taking the under on your four seconds. Okay, that's fair. I got to tell you, I'm going to this thing tonight. I got to tell you, if I have to sign a waiver, I ain't going. Okay. That just By the way, Josh can have one word or two words with the bull. The guy could draw the bull, and he's right. I'd be off in under four seconds. I, I've seen them. It's completely, like, it is completely up to yeah. 100%. But, Josh, you know what they like to do? You should heckle the bull. The guy could draw the bull. You're supposed to make fun of him and heckle him before you get Oh, I heard, I heard that. that. I heard like that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I really like I that. I heard that. It's kind of like one of those rooted mind tricks. I really like Let's that. Let's see how that works. Yeah, let's see how it works out for you. I'll give him a couple hundred dollars to keep it on low for me. There we go. Listen, Josh, we, we appreciate you joining us for the uh, the podcast. Uh, it's great seeing you out here in Nashville, and we're loving the success 
uh, that you're having um, with, with Big Chicken. And we can't wait to hear what's next with Beer Park. Uh, but really, uh, really love what you're doing and, and what you're building. Uh, to our listeners, we want to thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this yeah, jam-packed podcast, special Jimmy. episode. Jam-packed special episode. One of the best, I think, lie, you know, on, on the road podcasts we've ever done. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I got to tell you, Sterling. You know, you should have been there, man. Well, yeah, yeah, I had a chance. Listen, we know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that you choose to hang out with us is something we appreciate and we value. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Josh Goodman, Josh Halpern, Shara or, uh, or Laura directly, Laura Dickey directly, you can contact the podcast team uh, at Podcast at Brandon Strategic, and we'd be happy to make introductions. We no longer give out personal cell phones or emails because it's frowned upon. So contact us. We'll, let you, we'll connect you with our guests. Yeah, if I want to order big chicken. Talk to me. How do I get it? We're on Gold Belly. Gold Belly? Shout out to Gold Belly. What's the, uh, or, uh, is it bigchicken.com? What's the, uh, bigchicken.com? You can go to Gold Belly. Uh, you can go to an Islanders game being in New York. You oh, yeah. The new stadium? There. Yeah. We're, uh, we've got a bunch of things happening. If you live out in California, we're going to even be at the Los Angeles Fair coming up in a little bit. Here. All right. So go to bigchicken.com, everybody, and check out and keep an eye on what's happening because there's big things happening. Big chicken and shack. Big things happening. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss out on any of our exciting guests coming up. Better yet, even invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So with a lot of appreciation and thanks to Mr. Halper for joining us, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy Shatsy. This is Shatsy, a.k.a. Restaurant Guy, Hospitality Hangout. Cheers, everybody. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Thank you.